the Internet's most listened-to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to our show, and I've got to tell you, I am really excited to be doing this show today because it is with two champion companies and two people at those companies that have really made it happen. You know, we have with us today two of the new Freedom Initiative Award winners. Keep in mind now, this is an award given by the Bush administration presented every year to a company, a nonprofit, or an individual who has really furthered the employment of Americans with disabilities. It's a very, very prestigious award, and this was all started by President George Bush. The award is given by Secretary Elaine Chow, the Secretary of Labor, and by the Assistant Secretary, Dr. Roy Grizzard, the first. Assistant Secretary in the Office of Disability Employment Policy. So it really is, for me, so special to have representing Computer Sciences Corporation because CSC Federal Sector was one of the winners of the New Freedom Initiative Award. Ralph Baker, who is the Vice President of Financial Management in that federal sector, and then representing Merck and Company. Another New Freedom Initiative award-winning company, we have with us Deborah Daggett, Executive Director of Diversity and Work Environment. And these two companies receive this New Freedom Initiative award from the Bush administration for the really superlative work they did in employing Americans with disabilities. And so you all know, as you're listening to the show, you're going to wonder, gee, how can our company be nominated for a new Freedom Initiative Award. The application is now available on www.dol.gov. That's dol.gov slash O-D-E-P slash New Freedom. That's www.dol.gov slash ODEP slash New Freedom. Even if you just went to the DOL website, you would be able to find it. But that deadline is May 31st, 2006. So if you're listening and you're thinking of doing it, you've got to get it going right now. But, but to our real champions here, Ralph and Deborah, I'm sure that both of you just were so proud when you received this prestigious award. I'm wondering, what did you think and how did your company feel when they were told they were New Freedom Initiative Award winners? And Ralph, we'll start with you. Okay, Joyce, and thank you for having me today. Uh, well, as you stated, this is a presidential award. We were quite proud and excited for receiving this, especially when basically all we were doing was the right thing, giving people an opportunity to be employed. And uh, we were really pleased that we got this, and uh, a lot of people had worked hard to uh, to identify positions, to uh, champion the cause in that, and we were just excited and, and, and proud that we were part of something so big. And yes, and it is such a great award. And by the way, Ralph on our show 
is an executive who is one of the reasons they received that new Freedom Initiative Award. He isn't just talking about it. He's responsible for, in his huge area, seeing people hired. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. Deborah, how about you? How did they feel at Merck? Everyone was uh, very, very excited, so much so that um, we had about uh, 12 people from Merck um, make the trip to Washington, D.C. for the award, and that included our uh, Chief Executive Officer, um, Richard Clark, who accepted the award on behalf of Merck, as well as our Vice President of Public Policy. So not only those who had uh, worked to make Merck um, accessible and do the outreach for people with disabilities, but um, our top executives were equally pleased and proud of this recognition. You know, it starts from the top. It really does. And, you know, I do commend um, your CEO for attending. I remember that very clearly. Uh, but it, it is a reason to be excited because it is such a prestigious award to receive. And also, Deborah, it's also an honor for Mark to have you working there because, you know, Deborah is also a leader in the disability community. I know that my good friend Andy Imperato, the CEO of AAPD, always speaks so highly of you, as does everyone. And, you know, it's an honor for them to have you heading up that group, Deborah. Well, thank you very much, Joyce. I uh, have been involved in the disability movement um, since the early 80s and was involved in the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act and was there when it was signed and was able to be a part of the team that made that happen. So it's uh, really exciting to be on the other end now as um, a leader in the employment sector and helping to uh, enhance employment opportunities uh, for individuals with disabilities. Yeah, and you know what? To anyone listening to the show, here's a good idea for you. If you're in a company and you can't figure out what the heck do we need to do to hire and attract people with significant disabilities, one good idea might be doing what Merck did and hiring someone with a disability and putting them in that role because that's when you really make a statement. That's when you really make a statement. Uh, Ralph and Deborah, in my opinion, being recognized by the Federal Department of Labor and the Office of Disability Employment Policy in our nation's capital is truly a great honor. I'd like you to tell our listeners what you think worked at your company to make the employment of people with disabilities happen because we all know very well that in our country today, one of the number one problems for people with significant disabilities is still the same, and that is gaining employment. How about this time if we start with you, Deborah? What, what do you think you did that made it work? Well, I think the um, important starting place was establishing a disability advisory council. So often companies um, feel like they don't have uh, an adequate number of employees with disabilities to get something like that started. But my recommendation would be to think of it a little bit differently. Certainly you want to include your um, existing employees with disabilities as leaders in an effort uh, to enhance your outreach and accommodations efforts. But I, uh, there are other individuals who may have extended family members or as a part of their day job. In our case, um, we have representatives on our Disability Advisory Council from site services, security, safety, human resources, our legal department, and integrated health management um, 
the pharmaceutical industry, we actually have physicians and nurses on staff as a resource to employees. And so representatives of all of those departments are included along with employees with disabilities, and they really help to shape the infrastructure uh, that we created, the outreach initiatives, and the training that um, gave us the confidence that we were ready to recruit people with disabilities and make sure that they were successful from first point of contact um, through the development of their career to be as uh, successful as possible while employed here. So I think that that was really the key to success is establishing that infrastructure. Okay, well, that sounds excellent to me. What about you, Ralph? What did you do? Okay, at CSC, the uh, the key to this was uh, executive leadership. Uh, mm -hmm. We first got involved... Uh, with the program and, and the hiring of people with disabilities with uh, our commercial entities uh, with a gentleman by the name of Russ Owen, as you know, Joyce, who uh, headed up our chemical group in uh, Delaware. And Russ was quite successful there. And then several years later, he uh, he put uh, you in touch with myself and a gentleman by the, that I worked for at the time, but time by the name of Tom Robinson. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we had Paul Cofone and now Jim Schaefer, all gentlemen who, who believe in the cause, believe that uh, the people need an opportunity to uh, to work, to perform, to show that, that they can be successful. And with their leadership, then we were able to move it through, through the organization. And I personally became involved as uh, Mr. Robinson asked me to uh, take the lead, which I graciously did, but it starts with leadership from the top and the organization knowing that management believes in it and if management demonstrates that uh, they're, they're, uh, they believe in the cause, they believe that it's a good thing, they, the rest of the organization will follow that lead and you have to identify those people within the organization who uh, will be champions for the program and that was the key. Rather than trying to make people go through the motions of that, show them how this program be, would be successful, why it was good, and and the results of it, because we've gotten many, many, many excellent employees out of this program, out of hiring people with disabilities, and uh, we've been quite pleased with it. But overall, you have to start with good leadership and, uh, and uh, lead by example. Yes, I always say... You know, what that reminds me of is building a house. You know, you can have the most beautiful house that you want, but you need to have that roof structure, the support from the top. If you don't, when the political storms come or when issues come forward to push this initiative away, if you don't have that support from the top, there will be a storm, it will be flooded out or blown away, and that will be the end of it. So, you know, you need people at all levels, but I'm telling you, if you don't have the commitment from the top, it does not happen. Evidenced by the fact that, as Deborah was mentioning, Merck's CEO went to that event. You know, if everyone knows the top person supports it, it's so much easier to get things done because then it's a feeling of, wow, our leader believes in this. And it just as, for example, Ralph mentioned, Russ Owen has been, who is a senior executive at the highest level at CSC, has been a supporter 
from the beginning of time. And really, it's amazing what one person can do. And now Ralph has moved into this champion role, and it's amazing what he's been able to do. And I'm sure, Deborah, you have people like that at Merck. Am I right? Yes, we have champions at all levels, all of the different um, groups that I referenced, including safety, security, human resources. There are top leaders from each of those functions who participate. Um, but certainly, both our current CEO, um, Richard Clark, as well as our prior CEO, um, who retired about a year ago, Ray Gilmartin, were very supportive of our efforts and uh, felt that as a healthcare company that people with disabilities are a key customer and we uh, need to be a leader when it comes to employing people with disabilities who can inform our thinking with regards to our marketplace and our key consumers. Well, Deborah and Ralph, I have a question for you right here from the state of Pennsylvania from Alinda. And the question is, first of all, I want to tell both of you, I just admire you so much and your corporations that you're working to employ people with disabilities. And may I say that when I have to work with a company, I would choose one that has an affinity toward people with disabilities. My question to you is, specifically, why are you two so charged up about this? And we come back from break. Ralph and Deborah, our two champions, will answer that question. You're listening to Joyce Bender on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with our new Freedom Initiative Award winner. The authority in Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. 
Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. This week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo, our guest is Jamie Bamber. You'll know him from Battlestar Galactica. He plays Leah Dama. We talk about Battlestar Galactica and get a look inside of Jamie's life. Of course, we'll cover all the sci-fi news for the week as usual. That's Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back, and if you just joined us, we are today talking to the Vice President of Financial Management for the Federal Sector of Computer Sciences Corporation, Ralph Baker, and Deborah Daggett, the Executive Director of Diversity and Work Environment for Merck and Company, both companies, New Freedom Initiative Award winners from the Bush Administration given this award. And as I said, it's an honor to have both of them on the show. Before we went to break, we had a question here from a listener wondering what got the two of you charged up to really work in the area of employment from Linda. So, Deborah, what's your answer to Linda? Well, I was involved, um, first of all, as a person with a disability who struggled from the first time I applied from, for a job when I was in high school. Um, I had a lot of personal experience um, throughout my career around the challenges associated with um, uh, getting a job and some of the factors that influence that in terms of people's discomfort level or misunderstanding uh, or preconceptions about the ability to do the job. So that's on a personal level. I was also involved as the leader of a nonprofit organization in California for four years. I placed people with disabilities uh, in jobs in a coalition with other nonprofit organizations, and during that time got involved in the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, having made um, several uh, trips to Washington, D.C. to lobby against weakening amendments for the bill, and then was there when it was signed. So uh, both on a personal and a professional level, um, I also wrote a guide for employers on hiring and accommodating people with disabilities back in the early 90s. So on a number of levels, it's been a passion for quite some time. Well, you know, you would know if whenever you go through this, I know I have epilepsy and a hearing loss, but it's when you actually encounter that, and I encounter it every day because I'm trying to gain employment for people with various disabilities, and I know that not all companies are like Mark and Computer Sciences Corporation, so I know very well what you're talking about. Um, Ralph, how about you? What got you so charged up to do this? Well, it was a couple of things, really. First off, you know, I even though I myself don't have a disability, but I, I remember how starting out in life, working my way through college, et cetera, et cetera, hoping to get that first opportunity to uh, prove myself, and... Uh, 
And then uh, having a brother who does have epilepsy himself, as you do, Joyce, uh, brought home to me that there are people that are even had more uh, harder steps to take than I had, and all I'm really doing in this is providing people an opportunity to demonstrate their capabilities and prove themselves, and it really makes you feel good knowing that all you're doing is opening some doors and and giving them the opportunity they should have to uh, to uh, perform, to be gainfully employed, and I see what I'm doing is not anything really special, just leveraging my position to allow people the opportunity to prove themselves and to excel. Well, you are doing something great. You both are because, as Deborah mentioned, it's so hard for some people. So it's so so wonderful what you are doing. And, you know, um, I'm going to use you as an example. Here, Ralph, your leadership at Computer Sciences Corporation is so wonderful. As a matter of fact, I could never speak highly enough of you because you have just ongoing step forward, really, really one of the first executives after Russ and Paul and now James Schaefer, who's also wonderful under his leadership, you know, really step forward and say, yes, I'm going to do it, and you really made it happen. You just didn't talk about it. And, you know, with CSC, it is not a one-time award. It is not. Because I've worked with them myself for over eight years, and they've been doing this the whole time. And James Schaefer, the new CEO of the federal sector, stood forward and said, I want to keep this going, which uh, for our listeners and Deborah, they have every year targeted at least 30 positions for people with disabilities in competitive jobs, IT, finance, accounting, these type of jobs. They've really kept it going. And, you know, there are those companies they hire one or two people, and, you know, they're patting themselves on the back as if I've achieved all goals. And, hey, folks, we're all still here every year. It is an ongoing commitment, as it should be for all people. But I'm wondering, Ralph, could you share with our listeners what you think makes Computer Sciences Corporation so open as they are across the board to the employment of Americans with disabilities? Well, I certainly will try, but let me start off by saying that uh... – Jim Schaefer, our, uh, our president of CSC Federal Sector, just issued a, a memorandum the other day committing that our goal for the next year is to hire an additional 30 people with disabilities. And the management team is all uh, committed to step up to that, and we will reach that goal. So but by the end of the next 12 months, we will have hired an additional 30 people, and we're quite pleased with that. I think if you take a look at the management team, they had similar backgrounds where they themselves, even though they they may not have had disabilities themselves, they knew people with disabilities, family members, friends, etc. And the way they came up through the ranks and 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 worked hard, they just felt they they owed back to the community and to and to the uh, the uh, people an opportunity to excel. So it's just a common bond there, common thread of. It's the right thing to do, provide opportunities, because they remember it, and we all remember how difficult it was for us. And we really don't have the same type of issues, et cetera. But it's just the right thing to do, and it's a program that uh, we're, we're very proud of what we've done to date, and we'll be even more proud at the end of the next year when we have fulfilled this next uh, commitment that uh, Jim has made. Yes, and, and you know what? I want to just say something about Jim Schaefer for a minute, the CEO you know, the first time I met him, 
He was invited to an event, Deborah, that two people you know very well spoke at. That would be John Kemp and Ole Cantos. And uh, I was there because we have a partnership with this company, and we have people who are known as vendor ambassadors. They don't work for me. They work for Computer Sciences Corporation. But, you know, they are people that have been employed, spreading the news, you know, trying to do a great job. He was invited to this in the evening. I had never met him before. And, and here he is, CEO. He comes to that first event. Then he stayed so he could meet all the, uh, you know, the employees. And he really is a shining example of what we need more of in America, as you are, Ralph. I feel the same way about you because you, I want to say, Ralph, have made this happen year after year without any special acknowledgement, and you have really made it happen. How about you, Deborah? Let me ask you the same question. Um, Do you think that Mark that it is something special about Merck that makes it so open to the employment of people with disabilities? I think that um, it's a company that really is interested in making sure that we, we tap into diverse talent in all different demographics, and that's inclusive of people with disabilities. Um, I, I have not encountered any challenges in uh, making um, Merck a more inclusive environment for people with disabilities. I think that it was basically just needing to put the infrastructure in place when you're in a really uh, large geographically dis- dispersed firm. Sometimes um, knowing who to call when you need something can be confusing. And, you know, who do you reach out to at, at each site in order to expedite things? Because the last thing you want to have happen is for an employee that's either new to the company or who has returned to work um, having uh, learned that they have a disability and not being able to fully accommodate their request in an expeditious way. Um, so I haven't encountered any challenges in my role, which is uh, very visible. Um, uh, I have an obvious disability. I'm four feet tall. I walk with a cane. Um, and uh, despite the fact that, you know, I travel all over the world um, as a part of my role, I haven't encountered any challenges in terms of feeling, you know, respected, fully included, um, and given an opportunity to fully contribute and be accommodated. And uh, so I guess I, I've used myself as somewhat of um, a bellwether for other people with disabilities um, and uh, would really... Um, you know, encourage people with disabilities who are interested in a, a position in the pharmaceutical industry to consider Merck as um, an employer where they could not only get a job but develop to their full potential. Yes, I know because you know what? I don't know if you saw this, Deborah, uh, but on uh, this past Friday, the Census Bureau came out with their statistics that said that 18% of Americans in 2002 said they had a disability, 12% a significant disability. That means um, that, you know, a large number of people, over 40, I'm sorry, over 50 million report some level of disability. So for all of you out there, we got a lot of people out there with disabilities, and we need to be heard. We'll be right back so you can hear more from our two new Freedom Initiative Award winners, 
Deborah Daggett from Merkin Company, and Ralph Baker from the Federal Sector of Computer Sciences Corporation, two new Freedom Initiative Award winners and champions for all of us. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control, and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling, whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, and I want to tell you that I was just telling Ralph and Deborah that May 12th, we have the release from the U.S. Census Bureau of the number of Americans who report some level of disability, and it is more than 50 million Americans. 18% of Americans in 2002 said they had a disability. That is unbelievable. But, Deborah, as I was also sharing with you, almost 60% of those with significant disabilities are not employed. And I know and you know very well that the employment for Americans with disabilities is a national topic, to me a national tragedy, because we have the lowest employment rate, period. 
I wonder if you, you could share with our listeners a little bit about some of the obstacles you were talking about earlier on the show, because I, I remember you citing one of them when I heard you speak before. But some of the things that you've endured as a person with a disability trying to gain employment. Well, I think it's really important when we look at the unemployment and, quite frankly, the underemployment of mm-hmm. people with disabilities um, in terms of root causes. I think it starts, you know, at a relatively early age in terms of low expectations and that um, too often um, teachers, parents, um, service providers, healthcare providers do not um, help young people aspire to get the kind of competitive education and training that they're going to need. And furthermore, I think it's important that um, the strengths of these young folks really be emphasized uh, in the IT sector, um, uh, gaining um, the ability to speak in other languages, having them have a world view so that they are competitive. But for those that, you know, have done that, who have had you know, parents and teachers and others who have encouraged them and mentors who have helped them to grow and develop, and they are competitive. Um, my personal experience is that um, oftentimes uh, individuals, especially with a visible disability or one that needs to be disclosed for one reason or another due to the requirements of the job, um, continue to still find um, stigma or reluctance on the part of many employers. Um, I've had experiences um, in the not-too-distant past where I had applied for positions. Um, had, they'd looked at my resume. They called me on the phone. In some cases, even you know, flew me from coast to coast uh, for an interview. And when they met me and discovered that um, I was a person with a disability, indicated that the position was no longer open, um, or uh, suggested that maybe it needed to be a less visible role and that I would report to someone who did the visible part of the job but that would be more behind the scenes. Um, And, you know, I've been very fortunate at Merck where I haven't encountered any of those kinds of challenges, but there's been a number of um, major firms where that's occurred. And I feel that the reason I was able to attain employment was in part due to the advocacy of colleagues who um, are in a similar role. And one I would name is Ted Child, who's the head of diversity for IBM and also is a well-known disability advocate. uh, IBM hires lots of people with disabilities and has received the new Freedom Initiative in the past as well. And I know that there's been times when um, Ted has, you know, called on my behalf um, when I've been going through a job search process or uh, been struggling um, in a given situation. And because of his um, credibility and authority um, and how much people respect him, it helped people to get past reservations they might have had um, about my ability to do a job that can be uh, very demanding in a number of ways and is very visible. So, uh, unfortunately, that's still necessary today, but fortunately there are people like Ted and others um, who are willing to be that kind of a mentor and advocate. Yes, I agree with you. And, and 
As you're hearing Deborah from Merck and Ralph from Computer Sciences Corporation speak, remember, these two companies received a presidential award, the New Freedom Initiative Award, for the work they are doing in the employment of people with disabilities. That is why it's so important to hear what they're saying because hopefully they can help you, another business who is listening to us speak right now. Uh, Ralph and Deborah, as New Freedom Initiative Award winners, do you think that receiving this award helped you in any way improve in the area of the employment of people with disabilities? And, Ralph, we'll start with you. Okay. I, I think it was of, of uh, great value to us. Uh, we, within our within the company, uh, upon receiving the award, gave it a, a lot of visibility, a lot of press within the company. In fact, we did it outside the company. We had a press release. But we created uh, significant heightened awareness within the company of of the uh the topic of hiring people with significant disabilities and that that uh it was a, a a good thing to do it was a successful thing we uh we had some success stories we could talk about within the company and i believe it it, it helped to reduce some of the uh stigma people have when they're dealing with people that aren't exactly like the, themselves you know they could be uh uh deaf or blind but uh but they just but they're really intelligent, they're hardworking. So it helped in the area of removing some of the stigma, generated significant awareness within the federal sector, and not only the federal sector, but other parts of the company too. So I, I think it really helped in uh, reducing some of the challenges that people have had in the past, and it gave us additional motivation in the area to continue the, uh, the good work that we uh, have started in this area. Yes, and I agree with you, and I'll comment on that, but I'd like to wait first to hear what Deborah has to say. What do you think, Deborah? Um, I think that, quite honestly, we were um, a little bit surprised when we received the award because we uh, felt like we had... Deborah, if you could just speak up a little bit, I'm having sure. a hard time hearing you. Okay, and you know what, Deborah? Also, I'm already getting email here from some of my listeners. For some reason, we're having a hard time hearing you on your line. Okay, I am oh, on a landline. Oh, I hear line. you now. Okay. All I right. am on a landline, so I'm not sure what the problem is. Okay, well, we hear you very clearly right now. Okay, good. I- I'm sorry to do this, but could you repeat that, what you just said? Certainly. Um, when we first 
uh, learned that we were the recipients of the new Freedom Initiative Award, we were, uh, to be uh, very honest, a little bit surprised because we felt we had a lot more work to do. And um, so in having received it, as proud as we are, we are very um, much wanting to make sure we're truly worthy of this ongoing recognition as it does become ongoing, as people see previous recipients, as they seek out our company for advice and, and additional recognition. And so we're really wanting to build upon um, the work that we did um, upon receiving the award and um, go beyond that uh, to build on best practices and bring more people with disabilities into our workforce. Yeah, well, I wish more people thought like that, Deborah. But, you know, I think you did receive the award at Merck, and I'm glad that you did. But I'm also glad they have you there and that you're continuing, you know, with that attitude that you have. Um, Ralph and Deborah, I do have another question for you from uh, one of our listeners, and it is, what do you do at your company when you have a hard time getting this moving? And that question is from a John from Kansas. Apparently, John's trying to get it going at his company to employ people with disabilities. Um, well, start, I think, to build on what I said earlier, I think starting with some type of a council that can look at what you need in place and kind of diagnose your level of readiness. Uh, do you need sensitivity training? Can you um, expeditiously uh, accommodate a person with a disability? Once someone's on board, are they fully included in the uh, social infrastructure in terms of getting asked out to lunch or the cafeteria? Um, so are you able to hear me now okay? Oh, yes. Good. Um, so I think all of those things are really important um, in terms of, you know, getting yourself ready. I think to the point that was made earlier by both you um, and Ralph is the other thing is that you need to make sure you have support from the top um, and that, you know, from the leadership of the company on down, they see this is an important issue and they're finding various ways to communicate that. A good way to get started is to maybe have your CEO or another senior executive um, introduce a speaker on this topic um, as part of Disability Awareness Month and then maybe kick off your hiring and outreach uh, through this kind of visible commitment as well as some awareness raising. Yes, that is a great idea. And by the way, that would be in October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. But don't forget, if you're listening and your company is working hard to employ people with disabilities, the new Freedom Initiative Award application is now available on www.dol.gov slash ODEP slash new freedom. And the deadline is May 31st, 2006, go to the Department of Labor website and find that application. If you are one of those great companies doing something to help provide freedom for all, not just for some. With that, we're going to go to a break, and then we'll be back to end the show with two people I think so highly of, Deborah Daggett, New Freedom Initiative Award winner, company Merck. 
and Ralph Baker, who works for New Freedom Initiative Award Company, Computer Sciences Corporation, Federal Sector. You're listening to Joyce Bender on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show, and today you have been listening to two executives from two great companies, Deborah Daggett from Merck and Ralph Baker from Computer Sciences Corporation Federal Sector, both. New Freedom Initiative Award winners from the Bush administration. I want to remind you, this is a prestigious presidential award. If you go to www.dol.gov slash ODEP slash New Freedom, if you are a company and you really are working to employ people with disabilities, go there, get the application, get it filled out because the deadline is May 31st. 2006, and we all, as people with disabilities, need to see more companies 
out there working to try to make a difference. I want to say about Computer Sciences Corporation, because I know them so well, I just want to mention Gus Sikirka, who is the head of human resources for all of CSC globally, which how many employees do you have, Ralph? Uh, globally, about 40,000. Okay, about 40,000 employees, and, and he is the top man. He himself is so committed to this and really has been pushing this forward also. So, you know, my hat's off to him. It, it's way back at the beginning of time that he came up with this idea of appointing someone internally, uh, Leanne Thomas, to work with me as a partner on this, which, again, when they won the New Freedom Initiative Award, no other company had ever done that, had gone that far. As Gus did, that was his idea. And, you know, I, as I said, he's done so many great things. My hat is off to him. And, and you, Ralph, sort of followed in line with that because we can't end this show without talking about Colleen Hurley. Right, right, uh, Colleen. Well, let me let me uh, just say this, that... When I first got involved and I first tried to uh, implement, I went through about two people that, that I had asked to help me on this, and I was having no results. So I said, well, let's see, what am I doing wrong? How come I can't? And then, then I realized they lacked the passion for the cause. And then Colleen and I met. She was in the organization, and immediately I could see in her eyes, the way they glowed when we talked about this, that she had the passion, and Colleen became the heart and soul of this program within the F&A community, in fact, within the federal sector, I would say, working with HR and F, but she is the heart and soul of this program, and it's really because of Colleen that I get accolades. She makes it happen, and I'm quite proud of what she has done, and without her... I, uh, the, the successes that we've had in F&A, uh, we wouldn't have had. It was, uh, but she brought a lot to it, and I'm quite proud to be associated with her. And so am I. I would say that Colleen Hurley has that fire going like no one can imagine, and you know, she makes it happen. Um, she really does. I just think she's done a tremendous job making it happen. Um, and, you know, Leanne Thomas told me she was a superstar, and she was right. Ralph, you picked a great person because she really doesn't just talk about it. She makes it happen. How, how about you, Deborah? Do you have that same type of situation at Merck? Um, well, we do have the uh, members of the Disability Advisory Council, who there are many individuals there that I would point to. But um, two people I would call out that are uh, particularly awesome is um, Marissa Alexander, who joined us as an intern from Rutgers a couple of years ago and really got our uh, disability initiative started as a young person who just had an enormous amount of passion around this issue and uh, really played a key role. And then um, another person, uh, Dot Moskowitz, who um, has worked closely with the Disability Advisory Council and helped prepare uh, the description of all the work that we've done for the New Freedom Initiative and really helped to uh, tell the story about what got accomplished. So I think that part of it is um, actually getting the work done and another part is telling the story. 
both in and outside the company to generate additional enthusiasm, both to bring more people with disabilities into Merck, but also to um, uh, help our employees to know about the resources that we have and to feel a sense of pride about what we've accomplished. And you know, when you hear them talk, I want to remind you, this is not about charity. This is about a really great pool of people and resources that can help your bottom line who have been ignored and left out. And with all these baby boomers retiring over the next five years, folks, hear me now. You need to look at other labor pools or you're going to be in a lot of trouble in five years. Because there's a heck of a lot of baby boomers retiring, and there aren't that many following behind them. I'll never forget years ago when Russ Owens said, you know, I was talking to him, and I said, Russ, a lot of companies, they don't want to hire people with disabilities because, of course, the majority of people with disabilities are entry-level, entry-level in work experience. So they don't want to hire entry-level. And his answer was, then that's their real disability, the company. Everyone needs a chance to start, just as Ralph said before. Uh, Ralph, can you share with our listeners an example of a success story at CSC since I'm talking about the employment of people with disabilities? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I have a young lady in my financial control organization by the name of uh, Fallon Meese. Uh, Fallon, in fact, was uh, highlighted in our, our internal F&A uh, newsletter several months ago. Uh, I have never seen anybody that brings to the job the the energy, the upbeatness, the uh, the uh, orientation to detail that Fallon has. She has been a a true team player, a success in the organization. Reviewing uh, travel expenditures, accounts payable expenditures. Uh, Fallon is deaf. I, I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but she has, she's deaf. And she has done such a great job for us that, in fact, she is training a a uh, new employee that just joined us the other day, and I might add, and this new employee has does not have a disability, but Fallon is training that employee. And what excites some of her coworkers is that she is is enriching their lives. In fact, that they're they're learning sign language, so it's a win win for everybody in the organization. They they she's doing a great job. She is full of energy. She uh, is a superstar in that organization, and the whole team feels like it's a, a win-win. And so I'm pleased to, uh, to have Fallon in our financial control organization. And, and, you know, I feel very, I agree with you, Fallon Mees is just a superstar. What I like about that story, uh, Ralph, is that she's training a person, and, and she's in the finance department, she's training a person who does not have a disability. Right. And she's a person who is deaf. And to many people, when I talk to them about employing people who are deaf, you know, they, they just can't envision how this could ever work. And I will say about Ralph Baker that, you know, he was open-minded right from the beginning, and now he has a great employee. How, how about you, uh, Deborah? Do you not agree that hiring people with disabilities should be focused as a business investment versus charity. Absolutely. I think the reason, one of the root causes why more people with disabilities aren't employed is that unlike other demographics such as people of color or women, 
um, or other populations that are marginalized, we've had a tendency to use a philanthropic or medical model in how we think about people with disabilities when, in fact, we really should be thinking about it from a labor force opportunity standpoint, making sure we're adequately preparing that labor force to be competitive and then fully including them in our workforce in every way. And I think that's what not doing that has what's led to the current situation in terms of the high unemployment rate. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%, Deborah. Well, listen, before the show ends, Deborah and Ralph, do you have a message? We'll start with you, Deborah. Do you have a message you would like to leave today with our listeners? Well, I think there are very few of us um, who are listening to this broadcast who aren't in some way touched by a person with a disability. And especially if that's a young person, someone who's still in school or just starting out in their career, please make sure that as a, a family member, a friend, a mentor, that you are ensuring that this person is getting competitive education and training, that they're being included um, from a social, not just an academic standpoint, so they have well-rounded skills, they have good IT skills, and that they have good self-esteem. Because so often we find that people with disabilities who have tremendous potential are not fully utilized because they didn't have those mentors, friends, and family who provided them with the infrastructure that they needed to be successful. And how about you, Ralph? Okay, absolutely. One of the, uh, the key fundamental I've always based success on is one key word, belief. One has to believe in themselves and believe in others if they're going to be successful. If you believe you can do it, you will do it. But it all starts with belief, and belief generates hard work, and success. Great words from two great people, Ralph Baker from Computer Sciences Corporation Federal Sector and Deborah Daggett from Mark Two New Freedom Initiative Award winners. Thank you both for being on the show today. You're quite welcome. Thank you. I'd like to end, as we always do, with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or someone impacting the employment of Americans with Disabilities. And, Deborah, you heard these words before because they are from President Bush at the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act when he said, I also want to say a special word to our friends in the business community. You have in your hands the key to the success of this act, for you can unlock a splendid resource of untapped human potential that when freed will enrich us all. And isn't that what Ralph Baker and Deborah did at CSC and Merck? Congratulations to both of you. We're proud of you. You've been listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.